everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Brett with me and we got a very, very special extra bonus episode going on. In our last episode, we had the Ka'ai family come on and share about their YWAM trip. And unbeknownst to us, Garrett actually recruited a bunch of other people to come on and share about their <laughs> YWAM trip. So we just wanted to grab them, pull them into the studio and get some of their thoughts about what God highlighted to them on their trip. So we would like to welcome Matt Deguchi and Micah and Mimi Benuya. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. It's the M party. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's kind of funny how that all played out because later I think we're going to have Sydney, Sam, and Sean. So we'll have the S's later. So we have the M's right now and the S's later. Okay, so let's get started. Um, Matt, this was your first trip to YWAM, and I know you'd shared a little bit about you were hesitant to go initially. So just wanted to pick your brain. How was the trip for you, and what what were some things that got highlighted to you while you were on your trip? Um, yeah, the trip the trip was really fun. Um, yeah, definitely a big highlight this summer for me. Um, I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that this was gonna be like right in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. like just for the sole fact that I'm a teacher and just being a surrounded by high school kids and just, you know, that. So you're used you to know. being around a bunch of these. these yeah. Guys. But you know, when you put that and you combine it with like it being a, you know, Jesus centered or Christmas or Christmas Christian <laughs> atmosphere. Um, it was really cool. And highlight wise, um, I think my favorite part is seeing the youth like step out in faith and seeing them do it at such a young age like i think it's um really inspirational when you see the younger generation do it because then you kind of you know when you get older in age you start to realize like oh man like if i (laughs) if i had this like when i was their age then it makes you reflect like oh man like what could i have been or you know all that stuff but it's really cool to see them step out in faith and just really just be obedient to god Man, you're making me feel really old. Because <laughs> to me, you're the younger generation, and you're calling them the younger generation. It's like, dang, I'm really old. I, I, Matt, I know you're you're used to being around um, the high schoolers, and you felt like you're in your wheelhouse. But was there any um, obstacles or challenges that you felt you had to overcome, or just during the week things that kind of stood out to you? Because I know you're more one of the leaders, right? And so. Um, not only are you there to experience the trip, but also a, as a leader. Yeah, honestly, I think the most challenging part was actually just the first step in going. Um, <laughs> so I'll do a little back history of that. So so um, Jerry, the youth um, pastor, he was like, he was asking people to go on the trip. And he texted me. And uh, when he first texted me, I had this like ping of just fear, like, dude, evangelism? <laughs> that's not for me. Like (laughs) that is so not me. Like, you know, going door to door and just all that stuff. So like, but honestly, like, like spiritually, I knew I had to go like, Mm. because if that's something I'm fearing and shying away from, then, you know, that's just not good. Right. And if I, I'm not, we're not supposed to be living in fear. So spiritually I knew, but at that point in time, I was like, dude, forget it. I'm just going to flesh my way through this. I'm just going to tell him no. But <laughs> but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray about it because that's what we're supposed to do. So I'm just going to pray about it and just say maybe. So I said, hey, Jerry, like, I'll pray about it and see. I'm really busy with work. And granted, I am very busy with teaching. But I was like, it'll, 
you'll just have to wait and see. And then you're like, you know, Jerry's like, oh yeah, like no problem. <laughs> like, okay, this is text. So he didn't say that to me, but that's what I imagined him saying. <laughs> so like, so, you know, weeks go by, a couple YWAM training meetings and all this stuff is going past. And then, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, he, he definitely found somebody like, He's just going to forget about me or like that sort of thing. So I'm just going to leave that. that. So um, I soon realized that, well, I'll get that later. So then um, he got to my weak spot, which is teaching. There is one person at our church, specifically a senior that, um, that I was tutoring a ton. <laughs> so he asked her to tell me, hey, ask him if he's going to YWAM, but do not say my name. He was like, don't say Jerry told you X, Y, Z. And then the student was like, yeah, okay. Coughed me off guard literally during my sixth period class. It's about to start. Student comes in from our church and says, hey, are you going to YWAM? And I was like, what the heck? Like, why are they asking me right now? I'm about to teach. I was like, why you ask? So I asked her, why are you asking? And then she was like, oh, because Jerry told me to tell you <laughs> if you can go. Not good so, at keeping secrets. So, yeah. So, and she was like, are you going? And then all intents and purposes to say no, I was just like, oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, okay, great. I'll, I'll go tell him. And she left. And then I was just like. I really just say yes to her? Like, <laughs> wasn't I hyping myself up to say no? To, but then, you know, it was such a God thing because I think I was the only, like, young adult male leader that was able to act. Like, the only one that said maybe. Everyone else couldn't because of other obligations and whatnot. So, honestly, that was, like, a major hurdle. And then after I got over, like, that first step, then it was just a matter of, we can't plan for this really besides just praying for it. Like we can, we can't physically plan like mentally for this trip. So I was just like, I'm honestly at this point where I'm just going to say yes to anything that mm. goes on that trip, whether mm. it's evangelism, whether it's like stepping out of my comfort zone, whether it's reaching out to not only to people, the um, of Salem, Oregon, but also to the staff or church, uh, other church that was coming with us. I'm just going to say yes. So, that was probably mm. the biggest hurdle was that first initial step. And then honestly, after that, like it was a pretty, it was pretty smooth run for me personally, because I already committed to saying yes to anything that goes during that trip. So mm. that I would say that was probably the biggest hurdle. <laughs> okay. So that was a big hurdle. I heard there was another big hurdle, something that was on your leg or something. <laughs> oh man. So during the trip, they have this obstacle course, and it's pretty much like um, it's pretty much just like a big circle, but there's like um, different obstacles in the course. So like there's like zip lining, there's like a log, a suspended log that you have to like run across. There's like rolling logs where if you step on it, then it rolls and it forces you to like fall down and stuff. So there's all these different obstacles, and it's one big circle. So on the suspended log. I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure I could just YOLO this. Like, <laughs> I, I just need to run over it and just go. So, and the, so it was all on like um, wood chips, yeah, right? Like yeah. wood chips. So it, they said, oh, it's like playing like the floor is lava. So, you know, I took that personally, right? Like, I'm like, dude, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on the floor. Like I refuse, right? Like even though we're a team, like for personally, I was like, I'm not touching the floor. So when I ran across the log, my my um my foot slipped. So I literally landed my all the force my thigh took all the front force of it. And I got this nasty just bruise on my thigh. Like nasty. Like it was you know, when I landed, I was like, you know that noise you make where you're just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, right? like oh, 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 my gosh. Like, I was like, I didn't break something, but this is going to hurt. And I, you know, you can't see it instantly, but I knew I was like, dude, this is going to be like mad purple. And then, <laughs> you know, progressively in the week, it started getting more purple, more greenish, more yellow. And then of course the youth group is just like, Matt, let's see your bruise now. Let's see the progression of your bruise. Everyone except Mimi. Right. <laughs> Everyone except Mimi. So like, you can't, know. You can't hear her, but she's shaking her head in the <laughs> on the side right now. Yeah, but that was that was really fun. That obstacle course was really fun and everything that has to do with the ropes course. So do you feel like going through the ropes course helped the team to come together more or do you feel like how do you feel like that impacted the team? Yeah, I definitely think the ropes course played a role in terms of because um seeing this the magnetic group just work in general, like they're really they're a pretty tight group. Like they will literally just die for each other like they're pretty tight already but i think not only like did it make them closer but also it's like like it was like how do i say this um like it was encouraging or it was comforting knowing the fact that some of the youth is conquering like some fears mm -hmm. and just that instant feedback of encouragement right next to you mm. as opposed to you doing it yourself. Mm. Like I know there was this one youth that, you know, you're like climbing like a telephone pole per se and you're pretty suspended high. And oh, it's like, heck a, no. it's like, <laughs> it's like a huge swing, like literally just a huge swing. So like he was pretty like frightened to like get up there and stuff. And I think a good amount of people were, but, like, just the sole fact that you could swing with another person and that, you know, even though he was, like, afraid, like, there is that comforting person, like, right next to you, that, like, hey, I'll go up with you or, hey, I'll go on this with you so that, you know, you're conquering your fears, but you're conquering with the people around you that mm -hmm. really care about you. So that in itself was really cool to, like, hear about and also to witness and see, like, the whole team kind of galvanize one another. Yeah, as a church, we're in a season of facing giants and it's cool to know that on this trip, they're helping you to overcome some of those giants and some of those fears, but the way that they're doing it is trying to do it as a group and trying to do things together. And I know for a lot of people, evangelism can feel like a giant and sharing your faith can feel like a giant. Um, Matt, was there a time for you during the evangelism times that really stood out to you? Something, a, a story that, you know, maybe God highlighted something unique. Um, yeah, so I think um, the door-to-door -door was a really cool experience because, like, well, first of all, I, like, you know when solicitors come to your door and you're just like, yeah, no, like, you don't go, you turn off all the lights, you're super quiet, and you're just hiding from them because you're just like, I'm just going to pretend no one's here. So just having that going into it and just knowing that, like, I am that person now. Like, I am that solicitor person, so... You know, 
initially you can't help but fear feel fearful and stuff but like honestly for me i felt really like calm and relaxed when i saw um garrett and mimi go up first and then like you know them just being like all right we're just gonna do it <laughs> and like right they're just more like nonchalant about it yeah i don't know if you felt like that but like <laughs> honestly that's how i got that sense and like hearing the first couple of like no's really boost your like energy because it's just like that's interesting that's as bad as it's gonna get it's just a no right like so seeing that then it's just like all right yeah like let's just let's just go let's just take as many no's as we can like let's go like yeah bring on the nose right like bring it on right and then it, when you get a yes right it's just like oh man like this feels great like just going up to people say hey like do you need any prayer or anything or anything of that nature but within the door-to-door the thing that was most interesting was when we stumbled upon someone who did not want to receive prayer and also, too, he wouldn't even receive a God bless you. Mm. Like, we were leaving, and I vividly was just like, God bless you. And he was just like, no. And then it was just got, you know, big elephant in the room. Like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. It's a good day, I guess. And then and then we got into a conversation like, you know, what denomination are we from? What are you guys doing? You know, your time the time that you guys are spending evangelism, he was pretty much saying like, it's like a waste of time. Like, you know, all the stuff that he was trying to like get on a hardcore debate. And for the most part, I sense that we should just listen. Like, you know, if he's not going to receive a God bless you, like I, it's pretty hard in my Mm -hmm. opinion to like try to change his ways in that moment. But just, you know, um, I thought it was really cool that when we were saying no or when we were receiving no's, we were like, let's, we're going to pray for them regardless, even mm-hmm. if they say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Like when we're leaving, not in front of them, just like, and it was cool that me, Garrett, Mimi, we were just like, let's hold hands when we're praying too. Mm-hmm. Cause then it feels like less intimidating and just knowing that God's covering us during this time mm-hmm. and for those people mm-hmm. and just praying over that their hearts get softened and that somehow, some way that the Lord speaks to them at some point wow that's that's a really cool image of just the way that you guys were approaching the nose and even thinking about it in terms of even though it's a no that doesn't mean it's not going to be a yes later so we want to continue to pray for them and continue to bless them even if they're not receptive to it hopefully sometime down the line we're a, a part of the store of their story even if they don't know it mm-hmm. cool thanks matt mm-hmm. all right Time, time to move on to our next uh, victim. <laughs> not just kidding, not vic- <laughs> um, So, Micah, yes, you've been on a trip before, right? I have. So, how is this trip for you different than the first one that you went on? I mean, okay, so YWAM Salem one. I was seventh grade going into eighth grade, and now I'm about to be a senior. So, I think four years is a long time. Um, so, I think just gaining that new perspective um, meant a lot in my approach in my just perception of the world and how I would um how I would just yeah just approach like whatever activities we were going through um I went into it knowing this is not the same YWAM obviously we had COVID since then Mm. um so culturally it'll be different but I think a big part of it is like no it's not gonna be the same thing these are different people um and God has different things for us um if it was the exact same thing I wouldn't have to go Mm. um so I think going into it knowing that it was gonna be a good experience but also like god is still gonna move um was really important 
uh, I was looking back. My dad made me uh, made the group write letters to ourselves in advance. Mm-hmm. So I think it was March that we wrote it, and we just opened it. What day is today? Tuesday. Th- this past Sunday. Um, so that was three plus months of waiting to like see where I was at. Um, I read the letter. I'm like, oh, I was not in the place I should have been. Like preparing mm-hmm. for YWAM. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that stood out to me was my confidence that God was going to still move. Like I was like, oh yeah, like my, my, you could very obviously tell um, my priority was like school and like my friends and making sure, okay, finals is coming up, this, that, and whatever. Um, but just that confidence that I had, it's like a lot of my sentence starters was, I th- I know God will or God will, da, 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 da. Mm. Um, and I just, it, I think it's awesome to see how much that came to fruition. Mm. That's really cool to have that perspective. And um, even in, the midst of yourself feeling uncertain or feeling like, oh, maybe I'm not doing the best job. It's like, no, I'm going to keep my eyes on God and and trust that he's the one that's going to make it happen because, I mean, you could try all you want, but ultimately he's the one that's in control. And when we align right. ourselves with him, I, yeah, like you said, it to see that come to fruition, I'm sure that was powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, okay, so was there an experience... Uh, during the trip that God really highlighted to you that stood out, especially something that was maybe different than the first time that you went? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that going into is like, okay, this is going to be the most different is that we were paired with a whole nother group. Mm. Uh, first YOM, it was just Catalyst. Um, yeah, just Catalyst. So we were just like, there was whatever, 10 of us in a dorm. Uh, and this time around, there was maybe 30, mm. pushing 40. Uh, there was so many like people... Uh, and to have a group bigger than ours, I was like, oh, shoot. Or to be paired with a group bigger than ours, I mean. Uh, I was like, oh, shoot, this could be very different. Um, I'm kind of scared. What if they don't like us? What if we're bad? What if whatever? Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of doubts. Uh, so were you more scared of the other group versus the like the actual evangelism? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I think I think because uh, like I knew evangelism was like tough for me going into it, but I wasn't actively thinking about that. I was like, well, like, I'll figure it out when I get there. That was a big, like, mm. approach that I had, which, in hindsight, I mean, it worked. But um, I think being paired with, um, they're from Toledo, Washington, mm-hmm. which is a tiny, tiny town in Washington. Mm. Um, so I think just, like, getting to meet them was intimidating at first. Um, I think it's funny because the first day we just landed, uh, we had the whole airport thing. We uh, get a tour of the campus and we're like okay we're gonna go meet uh toledo at this campfire we walk up to the campfire we're like hey guys like hey and then their other their their pastor was like all right guys let's go and then they all (laughs) left and then we're like oh shoot do they not like us what do we do (laughs) um but i think that was just like like that was funny it's funny in hindsight because of how much we connected with them um Mm. during that week um i think just being able to like experience god with strangers and experience god through strangers mm-hmm. um one one thing that one of the people uh there's a, another guy named sean um <laughs> we call him big sean because dude, that dude was huge but <laughs> <laughs> like uh, i'm pretty sure our sean is pretty big too. <laughs> <laughs> um but one thing that he said was it felt like our connection was like it's like having lifelong friends that you just met this week mm-hmm. um and i think that's a perfect way to put it um just that yeah, like, yeah, we literally just met them this week, but the fact that we experienced these trials, that we got to um, learn about God, experience God together, um, 
was huge. And I think that's just like a testament to the fact that, or it opened my worldview to see, oh shoot, there's like super great people everywhere, super great believers everywhere. So um, yeah, like why not? Like I had nothing to worry about really. Yeah, that's cool to see how the connection through Christ is actually so much bigger than maybe some of the other connections that you could have had and right. how tight you guys were able to get so quickly because mm-hmm. of that connection through Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's that's a really encouraging story. So, you know, I think that's part of probably why there was so much fear at the beginning was because the enemy knew how that could be and he wanted to plant fear and doubt in your mind at the beginning mm. so that, you know, this connection wasn't going to be made. And mm. just to see how you guys were able to connect with the other church, yeah, it, yeah that's, that's really cool. Did you have any stories that, uh, highlighted to you of, of your time, whether it, it was with the other group or maybe on your time evangelizing and going out? Um, I think, yeah, so more on a broad scale, um, I think it was really weird. I wasn't scared any of the times we were evangelizing. Mm. I didn't feel a lot of fear um, often, um, even though we were doing things that I have been scared of in the past. Mm. Like when... We did door to door, right? That was one of the biggest challenges for me last YWAM four years ago because I have this vivid memory of um, I was with Miley Grace, who has since uh, graduated. Uh, that made it sound bad, but <laughs> <laughs> that leading was kind of. Uh, but I remember going by myself up to this person's door. I knock, my knees are knocking, um, and I, and they open the door, and I shakily say, uh, "Do, uh, do you, uh, uh, do?" Uh, <laughs> I eventually get out the words, "Do you need prayer?" They're like. I can pray for myself and they close the door on my face. And oh. I was like, that was really hard for me. That was really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew going into it this, uh, this recent time, um, like that's as bad as it's going to get. Um, so I think obviously with prayer, with um, focus, um, with intentionality, um, I wasn't really scared any of the times. That's not a, that's not a brag or anything, but I think just like <laughs> God gave me that confidence um, to do his work. And it's like, I think a big, thing that I took into it was like, yeah, like, why not? Like, why do I, I don't need to be scared. Like, why not talk to these people? You're never going to see them again. It's not like you're trying to save face. Like, yeah, it, it was, it was very interesting to, for me to not feel scared some, by something that I previously was like super nervous about. Um, but I think that was, that's just a blessing um, that I was able to uh, be a vessel for what God had for me, what God wanted me to do. And yeah, just be encouraging the others as well. Yeah. I think what it highlights too is, you know, we've been hearing a lot of uh, people saying, like, it couldn't get any worse. It couldn't right. get any worse, right? So as you guys were able to face your fears, face those giants, and realize, like, oh. They're not that big. It's Yeah, yeah. It's, it was just a no. Oh, I, I can keep going. I can mm-hmm. keep going, right? But then because of that, you didn't allow the giant to get bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we don't face our giants, when we don't, you know, go through trials or adversity, then we just let the giants get bigger and bigger in our mind when really they're not as big as we thought they were. Yes. And so that, that's a really cool story about how, you know, something that was difficult before you realized, Oh yeah, it's not really that bad. He came back and said, I'm grown now. I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's cool to see how uh, over the past four years, just your confidence in God and what he can do Mm -hmm. shifted something inside of you. So now you're, not afraid in those similar situations. Yeah. And I think too, just having that confidence that like, oh, God sees me and is speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think bef- when I was really young, like a kid, like single digit ages, I was like, 
how do I know when God's talking to me? How do I know if it's like my voice? What if it's just my head? Mm-hmm. Um, I like obviously, I since learned that like oh obviously it has to align with the Bible, it has to align with what um, God said in the past um, and His character. But I think a big part of it is just like once you know that it's Him to run with it. It's not like oh am I sure? Because um, like if you once if you have that hesitation, especially if you're going uh like evangelizing on the street let's say they're like oh i think i should pray for this person and they're walking in the opposite direction it's like well you don't have too much time to think about it mm-hmm. you either go or you don't mm-hmm. um so i think it's just having that confidence that like oh like god is specifically speaking to me um it doesn't have to be like my head maybe it's god giving me those thoughts in general mm-hmm. so i think it's just about that too um and like if you have that hesitation maybe you'll lose opportunities so you're only here once well in my case, you're there twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think one more thing I wanted to share, uh, if that's okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think on, I think it was the last day, we were there one extra day in front of Toledo. So w- the Washington group was about to leave. So it was their last day. We're doing a commission for them. Uh, we were outside. It's as still as can be. Like no wind, like bright and sunny. Cool. Uh, we're out there. We're praying for each other. We make this huddle. Um, and as we're praying, this giant wind kicked up. Like, it was crazy. It was like, I felt I was like, not like I was going to fall over, but I'm like, oh, I'm kind of, I got to stand my, I got to widen my base <laughs> to stand up. Um, and I think just like feeling that was a palpable, tangible way that I felt God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt God all throughout that week. But I think just in that specific scenario, I was like, oh, shoot, like God is here. The Holy Spirit's moving. Mm-hmm. Um like the song, like I feel it in my bones, you're about to move. I feel it in the wind you're about to ride in. Mm. And that's what that reminded me of. Mm. Um, and it was just like, it was kicking up. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, and the, <laughs> like, as they were praying. Um, and I think one, that was like very cinematic because like that was like, <laughs> the uh, that was the last moments that the other group had at YWAM. So that kind of felt like it was like that scene and then the end credits rolled. <laughs> um, but I think just feeling the Lord so strongly and so like obviously you can't see wind but you could feel it mm-hmm. and i think that's just the perfect way to um explain or describe how i've experienced god um obviously you could see it and experience it through people but i think like that feeling that you have during worship or that feeling that you have when you're praying for someone or that feeling uh when someone gives you a really good word um i think that's just like a great encapsulation of all that that this week has been mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of, you know, in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit comes and, you know, there's that huge wind and then the, all the disciples have the the flaming tongues over yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's, it's it's like, whoa, like there's a real tangible sense of the Holy Spirit's presence. Yeah, that's an awesome image. Ho- hopefully that's something that you hold on to, yeah. you know, the rest of your life, just yeah. the tangibility of, wow, the Holy Spirit is present with me. And he sees me and he wants to be with me. That's, that's, that's a really cool um, opportunity that you had to yeah. experience him. Yeah. All right, Mimi, welcome to the podcast for the first time. Hi. So uh, this was your first YWAM trip. Yes. Uh, would you like to share some of the things that got highlighted to you while you were abroad? Yeah, so uh, to my recollection, this was my first time on the plane or like that I could remember. It was... The first time I remember being on a plane, like mm. this is, mm. I went on a plane was like, when I was like two to go see our cousins in Ohio. Um, so first time on a plane. And then also, I don't think we've ever really, as as magnetic, I don't think we've ever really encountered another youth group before, especially one that was quite so large. So 
in the beginning, I felt really intimidated. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, they're a lot larger. We're probably some of the first Asian people they've seen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, especially, like, the way it was, like, for rooms. Like, we had a really big room. Some of us were sectioned off, but we were, like, mixing. So it kind of almost, like, forced us to, not forced, but it gave us the opportunity to, like, talk with other people. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, like, Sydney and Micah, like, being so outgoing, like, being like interacting with uh, Toledo, the other group, um, I think it was really encouraging for me to be like, oh, not scary. <laughs> uh, some of them are very tall, but they're not <laughs> scary. Um, yeah, and then just like being able to ex- have other experiences with them, like, oh, we're playing Mafia at like 10 p.m. <laughs> or we're playing Cornhole in the bright sun, you know, things like that. Or like even like trainings, like um, being able to connect with the other group, like praying with them, uh, I think... Micah and Sydney, uh, they went to go pray for one of the Toledo girls, and she later said, like, oh, we don't do this at our church. Like, we don't pray for each other at our Mm -hmm. church. So, like, being able to have, like, I don't know how to put this, but, um, like, being able to, like, implant something that we know very well Mm. in someone who's never really experienced it before, I think that was really cool. Just being like, oh, can I pray for you? Because they don't really do that over there. So, I think giving our experience and giving it to them, like, uh, Sydney was saying, like, oh, um, like, like you're not only there to evangelize for the people of Oregon, you're also there to evangelize for the people around you. Like, you're there to evangelize uh, for, like, the YWAM staff or the Toledo people, all the other leaders who are there kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool that you had an experience where you're actually able to be the hands and feet, not just to the people that don't know Jesus, but to the other believers mm, too, yeah. and be able to encourage them and support them and and really build up the body, right? Yeah. It's not just our magnetic body, but it's the body of Christ, and you're mm-hmm. able to help participate in building building that up. Okay, so something happened a little bit earlier while we were prepping for this episode. I had mentioned something that no one has mentioned yet on any of these episodes about you guys actually had an opportunity to go to different uh, right. religious services oh, and yeah. religious, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I heard you guys went to a Jewish temple. You guys right. also got to go to other church services. And then... You started like really laughing and 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 really feeling like, or at least that's what people were. <laughs> and it felt like you had a special story that you wanted to share mm. about that experience. So, can you share a little bit about what you guys did and then how that experience impacted you? Yeah. So um, they did this on the last trip too. So we do a thing called Temple Talks, which is basically where we go to different places of worship, like different religions. So we went to a Jewish rabbi's house. Uh, we went to a place called Unity Church and um, Woodlands Chapel. So the last two are like new age kind of churches. Mm. Um, and I like obviously you learn about other religions in history, but I've never like been physically been to like another church to learn about their like mm. almost like culture or their religion. So I think spiritually the Jewish rabbis was the most challenging for me and mm. I didn't expect that. I thought that'd be like almost like the bridge to Christianity because like, oh, we, we have this, we have the Bible kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that was the place, and I didn't expect it either. That was the place I experienced the most, the most spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sitting with Matt, Micah, and Brandon. We were all sitting in a row of chairs. And I just remember being so tired. And like, I was, I think I was thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever felt this tired before. Mm. Like I was like, falling asleep I was like nodding off I was like what is wrong with me I went to bed at like 11 I should be fine (laughs) (laughs) um and I was 
I remember thinking to myself, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Because um, I was like, oh, we're there to learn about other religions. Why am I not focusing? And then it finally came to me. It's like, oh, you're experiencing spiritual warfare. The enemy's trying to get to you. And I think that was like an eye-opening moment. It's like, oh, shoot, I'm experiencing spiritual warfare. It's nothing I've ever experienced before. Mm. Um, so just knowing that the enemy will use unique ways to get to you um, was really eye-opening. Um, we went and then after the rabbi's house, we went to a unity church. And the way that they did it is they have Christianity as their base, like what they almost like ground certain things in. But then they have like a bunch of other religions. Like they have like Buddhism, they have Hinduism, they have like all sorts of other religions. And I remember um, the pastor or reverend there, she said that um, she used to be Catholic. She used to go to Catholic church, but then that church hurt her. And then that's how she found this other church. Mm. And then I think seeing that, oh, other churches have hurt her. And this is where she found almost like peace Mm. um, was really interesting. Uh, Also, the fact that she was like, oh, yeah, we found or they have like a bunch of different rules. And I was kept thinking to myself, if you have all these different rules, they're all at some point going to contradict each other. So how mm. do you know? We asked this for almost all all of the places we went to. How do you know what is true? Mm. Because the last two places we went to, their religions were all mixed up. Mm. So we kept thinking, how do you know what's true? How do you know what's a lie? Because uh, we know that the real truth is the Bible, but they don't know that. They don't see the way that we see. We don't they don't see um exactly the same um because she said some very interesting stuff that we were not <laughs> excited about she's like one of the things she said i was like oh yeah maybe it was like a passing comment too she's like oh yeah maybe jesus was walking on rocks instead of water and i saw all the toledo boys go <laughs> 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 they were all like oh my gosh um so we went there and i other people have different testimonies on like how they experienced it but a lot of people, like they said, they got really bad headaches there. Mm. Um, just like experienced different types of spiritual warfare. Um, and then we went to the last church, or the Woodland Chapel. And uh, the first thing he said was, let's pray. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> um, so that, And then um, a bunch of other people have different testimonies. But I just remember... Uh, and that one, I was sitting next to Alyssa Miyake, and we were just, like, waking each other up. We're like, it's okay, we can get through this, we can get through this. Because um, I think, I couldn't, I don't remember hearing anything that that guy said. Like, he was very soft-spoken. <laughs> <laughs> he asked a lot of questions, or we asked a lot of questions to him. But I don't remember anything he said, being honest. Um, I think I was just so focused on staying awake. Like, I didn't. We're there to learn about other cultures, like how to evangelize to those kinds of people. And I just remember being like, I don't really care at this point. I'm just trying to stay awake. I'm not mm. going to give in. Mm. Um, and then he was like, okay, let's take a picture. And Magnetic was like, no, we booked it. We went straight <laughs> to the vans. We're like, no, no, no. Toledo was like, oh, come on, picture. We were like, no, we're okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely um, one of the experiences because that was like one of the things like, oh, ropes course, and then we're doing temple talks. Um, that was one of the events that I was a little more nervous about because I've, like I said before, I've never been to another church before. I've never really, like, invested my time to learn about other religions. So I think that was really important of learning how other cultures or religions, like, how they think because when we went door-to-door, Matt shared this already, but when we went door-to-door, there was this uh, older gentleman, and he was talking about how... um, 
different like religions are like rooted through culture like that like hinduism for example is like very rooted in like indian culture like that's part of their culture so like learning how other people like this is how they grew up this is how they um saw the world at first so i think that is really important of like how do we pull people to know about jesus if this is what they're rooted and grounded in Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it was really eye-opening for me it's like oh because I grew up a Catalyst. I grew up um, reading the Bible, just seeing like, oh, this is how people grew up, or this is how, um, I think my mom mentioned this earlier, but um, everyone has a sort of hunger for Jesus. It comes in different forms. And for these people, these three pastors, um, the way that they found Jesus was through different ways. Um, and not found Jesus, but um, they're all taking different pathways to see him because they all want him, mm. but they just don't know what correct path they're mm. on. They don't they don't see the correct path, so mm. they're using different ways to get to him. Yeah, so they're trying to find different ways to fill that hunger, mm-hmm. and it's not through Jesus. It's through all of these um, other. Yeah, that's hard hard words to come come by, but just trying to fill that hunger with other things, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and thinking that, oh, this one feels good, so maybe I'll just go with this, even though it might not be true. So, you know, you shared about all this different spiritual warfare that you experienced when you were going to the different churches. Did you feel like the spiritual warfare was greater when you were actually in those places of worship versus, like, when you're actually trying to evangelize to people, whether it's door-to-door or walking around the town? Definitely, definitely. Um, cause we did go downtown. We did go downtown to evangelize, uh, to talk to people, to pray for them. Um, but I think specific, but when we were specifically like in the church, their place of worship, I felt it really strongly there. And I yeah. was just like, no, 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 no. Um, cause I think this is where it comes from. This is where the enemy feels like he has ground. This is mm-hmm. where he feels like he has, like he has power there. So I think that's where you feel it attacked most. Like obvi- like Jesus is in every single person. You can see it too, especially in uh, certain people. Like you can see like, oh, the joy of God in certain people. But I think when it comes to like, actually it's, it's different mm-hmm. um, feeling spiritual warfare with a person versus like being in their place of worship. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just so much stronger when you're there because, you know, the enemy feels like, oh, I can get to them here. Yeah. I can, I can hurt them here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hearing you share, one, I'm blown away because, were you the youngest one on the team? I was the youngest one in Magnetic, yes. The way you're, the way you're sharing now is um, light years of maturity beyond your earthly age and it's something that is so encouraging to see and the ways that you can be nervous but you know i i think that's a a theme from all the people in ywam is like mm-hmm. i was nervous to do this or there's certain aspects of it was like i was scared to do this i didn't know how this was going to do but each of you overcame those giants overcame those fears and yeah. even dealt with spiritual warfare i mean if you wrote that on the paper like okay guys if you want to sign up for ywam you guys are going to have to do this you're going to go through spiritual warfare and you're going to do I don't know if people would willingly, you know, want to accept that battle, yeah. but to be so rooted and know like, no, I'm not going to give in just to have the awareness. I, I, I'm, um, I, I admire, I mean, just the ways that you guys have all stepped through things, stepped over things. Yeah. And ultimately even through rejection, even through dealing with people that don't 
have the same ideals as you, like that, if anything, that only increased your faith and mm. encouraged you to do more rather than like, oh, we're failing or it's not working or I don't feel good here. Like it's more of like a, no, let's, let's go. Let's, mm. let's, yeah. let's keep going. And that's something that, um, hearing you guys share, I, I, that, that's a powerful message and image. Yeah. And I think that something that stands out, <laughs> Matt, Matt's trying to drag the so, mic. So Damon, do you see why I felt old on the trip <laughs> when I see Micah and Mimi do their work? I'm just like, dang. <laughs> but I think one thing that, that gets highlighted with this is that, you know, I think as a church, we want to show you guys that we value you guys and, mm. and your spiritual maturity, you know, and Mimi, you might've been the, the youngest person on the trip, but just hearing your story and hearing how you're processing this whole thing, it's like, wow, our young people have this spiritual maturity and this spiritual grounding where they're able to take on some of these giants or understand what's going on when there's spiritual stuff going on, spiritual warfare and being able to, to discern, you know, what, is going what the Lord is doing and then what the enemy is doing too. And yeah. so I really feel like that's something that as a church we want to do more of is mm-hmm. really seeing you guys, not just as, you know, young people, but, but, but really seeing you guys as part of the body, mm. very important parts of the body yeah. and that you guys have things that you guys can do and, you know, not just look at you guys as, oh, they're, well, they're, when they get older, when they get, when they grow up, when they're, when they're adults, but it's like, wow, look at all the great things that you guys are able to do in the spirit right now at your age. And I think that's super encouraging to be able to hear your stories and hear you guys share about these things because yeah, I'm just blown away by your spiritual maturity. Yeah. It's almost like all of you guys' parents are like ministry leaders. (laughs) 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 All the PKs. All the PKs right here. All right. So do you guys have anything else that you'd like to share before we uh, sign off on this episode? Um, I know he doesn't like when I do this, but honestly, just a huge shout out to Jerry yeah. and just his level of obedience and his level of pursuing not only Jesus, which is the most important, obviously, but just all of us individually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I saw it firsthand and it's um it's something that it's definitely something to behold so props to jerry mm. is that weird for you guys to be like props to my dad <laughs> no 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 i think it's interesting seeing like um obviously same person but um like experiencing how my dad cares for all of these all of magnetic and then also getting that added oh we live with him too um yeah. so like i think it's just such a blessing um just to be yeah just to like live in the same household, like have a dad who's in ministry and well, one in ministry and two cares about it so much. Yeah. Um, just being able to uh, have a similar experience. It's not overbearing. It's not like, Oh Mike, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? It's not like he's fo- focusing only on me. He treats me like a, a member of magnetic. Yes. Um, I think that's so bl- such a blessing um, just to have one, a dad that's in ministry and a mom that's in ministry um, just to be so involved. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a real blessing. Yeah, um, just being able to like my mom invited me to worship team. Oh, my dad's like letting me come to Magnetic pretty early, considering that I'm just almost about to be in high school. Um, just like getting those like other, especially like living with both of them, you get to see like their version of not their version of Jesus, but just like how they see them him through their eyes. Like yeah. being able to see 
like, oh, this is how I do it. I want to I want to involve you in it, too, because I want this for you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just seeing that, like, oh, like how they were brought up because they're because uh, our mom is also a PK, like seeing like, mm-hmm. oh, how our grandpa uh, helped run the church kind of thing. So just like yeah. being able to see all their different experiences and like how they were brought up and also seeing like how they're bringing us up, like also like somewhat rooted through that. Yeah. Yeah. Just. It's awesome to see the the generational blessing and the generational legacy that's being passed on. And hopefully that's something that can continue throughout the generations at Catalyst, just being able to pass on some of these generational blessings to all of the young people, which it's, you know, kind of like we started this episode. It's like (laughs) the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. (laughs) It's like, man, even in this room, there's seems like three generations of people. (laughs) (laughs) Making me feel very, very old. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing about your uh, awesome experience at the YWAM trip. And just thank you for your courage in being willing to say yes to God and being able to step out in faith and share the gospel. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.